Hi, my name is Eric, and you're listening to a public podcast. If you want more information about anything going on here at Public Church, visit our website, publicchurch.com. Thanks for listening. All right, so uh, to, to kind of kick things off, and I know we're going to have some people still trickling in and stuff, so um, to kick this off, I am going to just do a little introduction to uh, myself and Ashley. I sent her on an errand, so she's coming back in just a minute. Uh, I forgot to get a clipboard to for people to sign up on our email list, so She's doing that for me. Um, but uh, you'll see her again in a second. But uh, I'm Colin. My wife's Ashley. We've been married uh, for 11 years. Ele- Did I get that right? 11 years? Yeah. So uh, can I give you guys a funny story um, about that? Whenever I was doing the the meet and greet the first time, I really, so I played it off like it was a big joke. Like I was like, oh, I don't remember how long I've been married. I literally got up here and my brain froze and I forgot how long we'd been married. And I started saying eight years and my son is nine years old, and so it was like, this guy is going to be our family's pastor. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm glad that's there. I, like, I know the date. It was 2006. I just did not get at the maths. Um, so, anyways, uh, that being said, so we've, we're there. We have uh, uh, three sons. Jude is nine years old. Uh, Sully is four. He's about to turn five. Crockett is 10 months. He's about to turn one, and so... That's kind of our family right now. And, yeah, he's dancing in the back if anybody cares to know that. Um, He does like to get attention sometimes. Um, But I I really want to focus on uh, one of the things I didn't talk a whole lot about before or haven't so far is is kind of my ministry experience. I want to give you guys kind of where God's brought me to bring me to this place. Um, And so I spent, goodness, from 2002 till um, 2016, I spent in student ministry. Um, and so I was in various forms of student ministry, working with specifically middle schoolers, working with um, a, a weird group of 7th, 8th, and ninth graders, working with high schoolers, working with all students from middle school up through high school, and then um, working with uh, primarily high schoolers and overseeing middle school and children's and nursery. And so I spent a lot of time doing all age of these children's ministries and student ministries and stuff, and I loved it. I had a lot of fun. Um, towards the end of my time at, at the, the last church that I served in student ministry at, it was very obvious and I knew that student ministry was something I was aging out of. Now, there are some people that have that miraculous gene and they do it until they're uh, far older than I am. I'm just not that guy. I got to where I enjoyed sleep um, and I enjoyed like, you know, spending time with my family and things, weird things like that, I know. Um, but I really, it's, it didn't change my love for students. It was just, I knew that I couldn't do some of the things that are required for good student ministry. And so God was kind of moving some things and doing some stuff. And he opened up a door for us to go to a church where I was uh, a senior pastor at a a much, but smaller church for, uh, just a short amount of time. And just really God refined a lot of ways of how to help families of multiple age groups, how to help, um, initiate some stuff in some children's and student ministries, how to walk through a whole lot of different kind of problems I'd never dealt with before, and and really he grew me. And so I got to spend a lot of time just being grown by the Lord in, in ways that I wouldn't have otherwise. And so during that time frame over the past year, God's really just burdened my heart as, a, as I'm becoming a parent of an older um, child, you know, Jude being old enough now to kind of ask difficult questions. And Jude, um, a couple of years ago, he asked Jesus to save him in the car as we were driving on a trip down to Florida, and it was, it was beautiful. We were just talking together, and he, he was just, uh, he was very in tune with what the Spirit was doing in his life, and we were like, oh man, this is awesome. But that changed things for me, because then I was like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, I grew up in church. I have been in ministry for a very long time, especially comparatively for my age, and I didn't know what I was doing as a parent. 
And that started really uh, as I studied more and more and saw the Bible's clear description of parents being the primary ones to disciple their children. That bothered me because I was like, man, I think I'm failing at this and I don't know why and I don't know how to do better. And so that became something that became that started coming out almost every time I spoke and almost every time I did things, things would come back to families and come back to parents with their children. And it was a passion and it was something that God was growing in me, but I didn't know exactly what that outlet was going to be at any point. And so as this kind of opened up, it's funny, at first I, I was resistant because I didn't want it to be that I was just coming to something that looked like it would be a lot of a really good fit and a lot of fun to be at, right? I was very careful because I didn't want it to be that I was just going to something that would be easier because it's and, and know this this is not easier <laughs> um this, this has been one of it's funny i told ashley it's been a long time since i've looked up and be like geez it's eight o'clock i don't know <laughs> i'm sorry i'm not home yet I'm, i gotta do something and so you know it, there's a lot here but it's one of those things i didn't want it to, to just look like i was jumping on something new and I, i've always been a, a big fan of long stays in churches um because you don't get to see the fruit of your work until four or five years in at least and so I wanted to see that. I'd put a lot of you know, sweat and blood and tears into the, to what was going on, and I wanted to see some of that. And that's just, uh, so when Todd first kind of approached me and Cody approached me about some of this stuff, I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm your guy, let, but let me pray for you and let me tell you where my heart is. And so I was telling them how to reform this, <laughs> this position for where my heart was. And they're like, well, we'll take notes on that. We'll think about it. We'll pray. And so I went off, and man, as I prayed the next couple of weeks, God was just like, dude, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I've been putting this in your heart for years now. You know, for just really growing this in you. This is your burning passion is helping parents and being a part of, of families uh, doing well. And then you turn down the thing that I'm opening for you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, sorry, Jesus. Um, so I called Todd back and I was like, uh, if you haven't already moved on, let's talk. And so we began a long-term process of talking, of uh, figuring out if this was, because we wanted to be very careful to make sure we were Nobody was just walking forward with something that wasn't going to be the right fit in the right way. And, man, it just became evident over and over and over again. Um, and I, you can ask my wife. We talked about it the other day. I was the most resistant because I wanted to be so careful not to just step into something that could be detrimental to this church, which I had prayed for since its inception, or to my relationship with my family or to uh, my ministry where I already was. And so I was very, very resistant to it, and God really just proved this. And so... That brings me to, so that being why I came here, what my passion is, and I mean, I, I, I do, I, I love families, and I think that, I, I've said this before, and I, I'm not, I hope nobody hears me church bashing, I'm not saying that, because I think I was a part of this at every church I've ever been at. I think churches in general, especially in the West, have failed at preparing parents to be parents, if that makes sense, where we have a lot of parents who maybe because they have good parents of their own, they're prepared for it. But most parents feel like me when they get older and they have parents and they have kids and they're like, uh, I'm lost. I don't know what this looks like. I know that I've been I've heard from the pulpit for somewhere else that that I'm supposed to be the one teaching my children and spiritually leading them, but I don't know practically what that looks like. And so we've developed a culture over decades in the church where the church disciples kids and parents, your main job is making sure your kids get to church, right? And as long as they get here, then you've done it. It doesn't matter how many times you had to cuss them on the way over. If they walk in here, you've done your job, and then you can let it go through the rest of the week. And I think there's just a lot more to parenting than that. And so that's what I want us to figure out together. Um, I've got some ideas, and I, I've said this from the beginning on. I'm going to reiterate here. Some of these ideas will fail, and that's okay, right? Because part of failing means that we're learning and we're growing, and that means that we can try things out together. And so we're going to try some stuff, and something might just flop, and we're going to laugh, 
and say, let's do something else. And so I want input. I want help. And, and my email address and my uh, office, my phone, my time is open for things that you guys think could help, things that you see failing that I haven't recognized yet because it's like, you know, sometimes when you develop something yourself, it's very hard to say it failed, you know, because we have that little thing called pride. And sometimes it takes somebody else to say, hey, thank you for doing that. that man, we appreciate your effort, but it's not good. <laughs> and that's okay too, right? So this is going to, I'm going to kind of go through a little bit of some vision time. And, uh, and so that's, I'm, I'm excited about this because this is what my heart is. And I'm going to kind of share that some. And then we're going to talk about ways where the church can supplement and what these uh, specific ministries are, have going on. We're going to have a time for questions, concerns, and all that stuff. And then we're going to pray together. So that's kind of our, our lineup for today. That's Ashley back there. I, I talked about her, but that's, that's her. She's the better half. Um, so, okay, so in, inside of the vision, the first element of this, before I talk about kids at all, I want to talk about parents. We believe, and we've talked about this uh, a, a lot here, that uh, the Bible is very clear that the primary disciple makers in a child's life is his or her parents, right? So the one who has the most responsibility, the greatest uh, influence on that child's life, and the greatest ability to affect them spiritually is not their community group leader, it's not their roots leader, it's not their sprouts leader, it's not their student ministry leader, it is you as the parent, right? Because in the end, uh, these other leaders get them for an hour, maybe two a week, versus you get them for all the rest of them. And I know you're thinking, well, could we trade that some? Um, and that's, that's not the answer, though. That's not going to help anything, because I promise you, no matter how much it might look like it, nobody on this end is a professional. Does that make sense? We see it that way sometimes. If they're the ones with the game plan. They're the pros at teaching my kids. No, you could be a pro for an hour, right? If somebody gave you curriculum and said, here's one hour, you could, you'd be a pro. It's all the rest of them that are hard, right? It's when you're mad and driving on the interstate and somebody cuts you off and you're like, how do I show Christ right now when I want to kill somebody, right? It's that stuff. And so this is the thing where we recognize and we want to make sure we say this over and over and over again. We are here at Public Church inside of our Sprouts and Roots and Public Students to supplement what you are already doing at home, okay? Now, whether you know it or not, you're teaching your kids. You just might not be teaching them the right things. You're teaching them something, at least through the way that you live in front of them. They're learning how to be a Christian, how to be a Jesus follower, how to be an adult. And we want to help you learn. And again, I want to make sure I'm not coming across as the professional teaching any of you how to do this. I want to learn with you how we can best do this together. And I want to provide as many resources as I can. I want to learn what those resources are with you. I want to give you things that come out of uh, hopefully what God sends my way in vision, and I want to receive some of this stuff from you guys, and, and hopefully we can implement it. But I want us to be able to be the best parents we can be. Because even if we fail at having a, a which I need to say this, we have incredible children's and student stuff, and it's getting better and better and better every week, and I'm super excited about that. But even if we've had a, a, a terrible program, if you guys are, are equipped to be better and better parents, that's a success. Does that make sense? If we're going to fail on one end or the other, we have to choose to fail at that end rather than this one. This is the most important thing. Now, the catch there is, and this is where you're going to see some of my struggle in my time management, is that we want to keep parents coming who come here for the first time. And part of that is we want to make sure we continue to get better and better and better at the children's and student and uh, all that, in the environments, right? Because that is, uh, I've said this to all of our workers, one of the things that I told them how important they are is that our, our workers in uh, Sprouts and in Roots and students is that you can fail in a lot of things in church, but you can't fail in children's. Does that make sense? 
Because if a parent comes and you give a talk that just, you blow it, you just stutter a lot, you do things or whatever, you know what, they'll give you another shot. If you come in and, and sometimes, you know, there's something that goes wrong in um, a slide or something, you know, there's some things you can fail at, but you can't fail with somebody's kids. If the kid walks out and says, I didn't feel safe, I didn't feel like it was fun, I didn't feel like I learned anything good, I felt like it was bad, then the odds are you will never see that family again. So that is, that's the catch, is that while we realize the most important thing is equipping you guys, we also recognize that doesn't negate how important those environments are. Um, upstairs and the annex, those are extremely important. And so I'm, just know this, I have no idea what that balance is yet, okay? So as you see me struggle, know that I, I would love any kind of just help, encouragement, love, or even just saying, hey, I don't know what to do any better, but, you know, have at it. <laughs> I, I'm trying to find those balances. But um, again, the, we understand that the primary way is for you guys to be the best disciple makers of your children ever. And for us to, dis, uh, to supplement that as best we can. We want to give you ways to engage your children in faith talks, taking advantage of every teachable moment. One of the things that we're working on, um, well, actually, I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about something in a moment, about something we're going to change soon that we've talked to some. Uh, there's a curriculum called Orange that I could not be any more excited about. I am pumped for us to move to this because it is something that engages not only children, but it has um, stuff for parents that you can access at any point to engage your children in activities and faith talks outside of their lesson, specifically about what they learn. Um, this is something that is very helpful because I think that sometimes what we struggle with is how do you start that, right? How do you bridge that? How do you open that conversation up? You know, how do you start this with your kids, especially if your child is, you know, uh, 14, 15 years old, and you're saying, well, I haven't done that yet. So how do I start now? And this gives us a good way to do that because it's engaging what they're already learning and it teaches you ways to do this. And so I'm, I'm really excited about that, but we'll talk about that in a minute. One of the things that uh, we're wanting to offer parents, and this is one of the things that um, I have to give credit where it's due, Ashley came up with this plan um, kind of when we first started talking about this. And she wanted, she said, you know, one thing that would be really cool is if we put on some parent seminars once every so often that we're engaging in specific topics to help parents that are in different walks of life, different things, and making sure that we could uh, do this stuff. And I'll give you an example. Our first one that we're going to do in the fall we're going to do a parent seminar on internet safety, okay? Um, if anybody in here is like me, you're wondering, you know, you're, you're, you're afraid of this. Um, I, I'm so afraid of this because I did not grow up in a time where as, as young as my son is, I had access to the internet, right? I didn't have it until high school, and it still was a, a, a very terrible thing for me to have the access that I did, and I struggled immensely with lots of things concerned, to the, uh, concerned with the internet. I want to know how to protect my children from that. I want to know how, how I can help them. I want to know what to protect them from because even as somebody that uh, is somewhat into the digital age, I still don't know what all there is out there. And there, it's, you know, my son shows me things all the time on some of the, the things that he can do on certain games on his iPad that are way past my ability. And you know, he's good at this stuff, and that, I want to make sure I'm keeping him safe. So we, we're gonna, we have a guy that is, um, that is local. He is part of a... Um, Actually, his job, he works with an organization that, that does this. They, they put out conferences and do stuff for Internet safety for the nation, and he writes curriculum for some of this stuff, and it's a really cool thing. We're going to get him to come in in the, um, in the fall, and we're going to put on a parent conference. And, uh, and what it's going to be, our goal is to make it like a, a few hours long, you know, 9 to 12 or so, offer coffee and light snacks and just go to town here. Um, we're not going to limit it to people just that attend regularly at public church. We want to be open to anybody because it's so important. And I care about families that don't even attend here, right? 
We care about families that are everywhere, and this is something that they need to know. So we want to do this. So one of the things you can be thinking about, though, is inside of these seminars, we want them to be relevant to you. Um, and so what that means is one of the things you can be thinking about for the rest of the time I'm talking, even if you tune me out now, think about things you would like to learn. Think about things that you would like to see done in the seminar, things that you would like to have addressed, um, stuff that, I mean, it could be anything, any stage of life. We would love to know what that would look like. We've talked about things like, you know, the Internet safety one seems to affect the most, the broadest range of people, and everybody we've talked to is like, yes, please help. And so that one made sense to start with. But, you know, we've had things like, uh, you know, how to discipline your children, how to work with a strong-willed child, how to um, go through the dating process with your teenager or, you know, things like that. Um, so any of those things, if those sound good, if you like anything like that, if any of that sounds ridiculous, you know, if you have a, a, an idea, we want to hear from you to know how to do that. So as you think of those, you can write them down and hand it to me. You can email me. You can tell me in person, and I would love to know. Or as we do the question section here in a moment, I'd love to find out then. Uh, you can say, hey, could you do one on this? And I'm going to write it, or Ashley's going to write it down, and we're going to make that happen. Um, so I'm excited about that. So that's one of the things. Another thing we're wanting to do is we're wanting to promote some family time, just some fun time inside of our families here at Public Church. And so one of the things, again, this is Ashley. All the good ideas are Ashley's. Um, we talked about doing just a picnic in the spring for all the families and just picking a place and going out and saying, hey, bring your kids, bring your stuff, bring some food, and we're just going to have some fun. We're going to play some games. We're going to have some, you know, whatever games going on with different age groups, and we're just going to spend time together as families um, because sometimes it's easy to not do that, right, where you don't spend time with other parents, and you feel like sometimes you're the only one going through things with uh, your age, or you feel like you're isolated, or you feel like your kid doesn't know enough people or whatever, this is a way that we can just have literal just fun. And so we can go and hang out, just be together, um, and just encourage one another inside of this. Uh, so we talked about doing a picnic in the spring. We talked about doing maybe in the late summer, do a, a little pool bash at Tinsley Pool, and just go there and just say, let's let our kids jump in the pool together. Let's let them all just goof off and have fun, and let's let them just spend time together. So we as parents and our children can get to know each other better. Um, you know, one of the things is that, that is a, uh, a struggle for some of us is that as we have three different gatherings, some of our children don't overlap, right? And they don't get to know each other as well. And so this gives us, op- we want to give opportunities for that to be something for public church as a whole, and all your friends that you want to invite can just go and spend time together, can go and get to know each other, can encourage each other, and things like that. Ashley's going to come up here and quickly give you, you can do it, I know you can, um, uh, one of the ideas, one of the other, yeah, all three of these ideas are hers. Um, and she's going to give you one that has been awesome. Like he had to beg me to come up here because, like, even in a small group of people, I'm like, I don't want to get up there in front of everybody. Um, one of the other ideas that we had is um, a mom's ministry. Um, and so, if you're interested in that, we want to kind of start getting some names of people that would be interested. Some things that we kind of want to look at are um, maybe like some park days for the moms just to get together and um, throughout the week, you know, we could have time at the Greenway or whatever. Um, And then we're looking at maybe possibly doing some Bible studies. I know this would not really be possible for moms that work outside the home, but we would probably try to do them maybe like a spring and a fall um, during like one of the weekdays. Um, Let's see. yeah. Anyway, so that it's just kind of an idea that's up in the air um, that we really want to focus on trying to get moms together and to be a support group for each other for, you know, whatever we're going through in life. Because I know sometimes if you're like me, like you can really feel alone and you just start to go crazy feeling like 
you need adult time. <laughs> so um, anyway, just be thinking about that. And if you're interested in it, we'll go ahead and take some names tonight. Like get your emails. Um, well, we already have your emails. But if you are interested in that specifically, then um, we'll get you down on a list for it. Oh, thank you so much. Isn't Ashley great? Oh, she's so great. Um, so, yeah, that's one of the things. Uh, she showed me up because I was like, well, what am I going to do for dads? I'm working on it. I don't know. Um, dads don't like to get together as much, so we're going to do something. I don't, we'll do something fun. Um, actually, that is something that we have been talking about, but I, I can't give you any ideas yet because one of them is going to be really fun, and it just hasn't come to fruition yet. So, guys in this room, be waiting for this. Um, it's going to be good. Um, one other thing. So as far as parents go, I want to encourage you guys, if you're not in the community group, you need to get in one. Um, and the reason I say that is as a parent, it is very difficult to convince your children that, uh, discipleship and being poured into is important if you're not being discipled or poured into, right? It's a very hard thing to convince them, Hey, you need this. And they're saying, well, what about you? Right? Because kids do that. They, they love to ask the question back to you. And so, um, that is an important thing. And I think that's something that if anybody in here is not, then ask me. I, I'm, I'm slowly, very, very slowly taking, getting into to being over our community groups here, and I'm working on getting some of this started and starting some new groups and do some other stuff, and I, I would love to get you connected. So if you're not in one because you don't know what to join, you don't know where to be, you don't know what that would look like, please come talk to me, and we'll figure something out. I, I promise you we can find a place that would be a fit, or we'll make a new one for you. Um, I, I, we'll, we'll find enough people. We'll do it, because um, that is so important for you to be poured into, because um, especially if you're in there with other parents, then it's going to be a lot easier to say in your community group that you're meeting with week after week after week, hey, this is not easy. What do I do? And we might all in there be saying, I don't know, but I'll pray with you. <laughs> I'll Google it, and uh, you know, we can talk together, right? But at least you can feel like you're not alone because that's the thing about parenting. Parenting alone, not great. Parenting with others and with help and with influence and with counsel can be easier, can be better. Um, and so that's, that's kind of one of our goals. So there's our vision for parents. Um, I really wanted to go ahead and start doing some, some other stuff earlier and it just didn't happen yet. Um, one, so one of the things I'm waiting on is this curriculum change, like I'm going to talk about in just a moment. And, uh, in fact, I'm going to get into that right now. What's going on? Look at these guys, Cody. Oh, and that reminds me. So, so I love you guys. Um, Cody and Anna here. Todd wanted me to say this and I would have forgotten, but Cody just hooked me up with this answer. He wanted to be here really bad, but he did have a uh, football banquet, and so he couldn't come, and so he just, he wanted me to say that because he felt bad. You know, Todd, um, he likes to be at things. So um, what we see as the church is our job is to supplement you as a parent in the discipleship of your children. Um, and so, again, this is something where I, I've not really, I've heard this taught before. I've not seen this fleshed out well before, if that makes sense, of how this looks to really see the church supplementing a primary parent discipleship model. Um, so we're figuring it out. But one of the ways I think this is going to happen is, like I said, this curriculum change. If you ever want to look it up, you can go to thinkorange.com, okay? Thinkorange.com. That is the curriculum, we're, we're, and, and this is all still in the works, but we're going to be moving towards this in August is what our plan is. Start with the school year. I am super excited about it because it is a curriculum that is for birth all the way through high school, okay? So that means they have a plan together for exactly what they think everybody should be taught. If they attend at one church from the point that they are born until they graduate high school, there is a plan in place for what they're learning. And so it is a, a holistic model that is teaching lots and lots of things. 
every age group has methods for parents to engage their children on multiple days of the week in multiple different places. So there's like a, a something you can do at breakfast as you're getting ready. There's something that you can do on your ride to school. There's something you can do at dinner. There's something you can do as you're going to bed that night. Okay, so there's like activities through the week for parents of all these different age groups and how you can engage your children in some of the things that they're learning. I love it. As soon as I started reading about this and, and studying, I was like, man, it's a lot. It's very, it's a big uh, curriculum, but it is beautiful because it, they are all about parents are the primary um, disciple makers of their children. The group, Orange, where this comes from, um, is a man named Reggie Joyner created this. Uh, if you've ever heard the name Reggie Joyner, it's because he was part of the North Point Church plant. So he worked with Andy Stanley to get that off the ground. And then he was so good at doing this that he decided that his calling was to help other churches across America do this. <laughs> so it, it's it, they're using his stuff at uh, North Point, but he is also doing this for for everyone in the world. And it is it is incredible. Um, I I just I'm really a, a big fan of it, and I think it's going to be a big help. It's going to change um, some of the things in how we do stuff. I mean, it's got stuff like things that you can be talking to little little baby walkers about about how to talk to them about Jesus. And it's got activities, it's got songs you can do. They write their own songs in worship for children. Isn't that not incredible? And so you can bring worship into our space and, uh, and get to worship together with kids that, uh, in a way that is relevant to them and their age group. Um, so we're looking at starting that up, and I'm, I'm very, very excited about it. Um, and that's going to really help that out. All right, so I'm going to kind of walk through some next generation stuff that's coming up. and. Uh, and get through some of this. Let's see here. One of the things that we're going to be doing soon too, so um, outside of this curriculum change stuff that is really going to be, so August you're going to see some bigger changes. Um, one of the things in that too that I forgot about to, to say is that um, we are working, Cody has been talking with me too, and we're, we're looking at how this is going to work to bring worship into our uh, roots and older sprouts time. So uh, again, part of what I, my thought process, my heart inside of this was as I came on and was looking at this is that we have a, a desire. What, what are our three things that we want everybody to be doing at public church? Worship, connect, serve, right? Well, that needs to be done in age-appropriate ways inside of children's uh, ministries. Does that make sense? We want our kids to not have their first experience with worshiping or connecting or serving be when they're in high school, right? Because they can be engaged in those things as children. So we're going to be developing ways for them to be engaged in worship. Now, how that's going to look, I don't know. It's hard. We, we've been trying to talk about this for, for a while now, and it's just it's a hard thing to get all the volunteers together. All, this, all the equipment's very expensive, and I'm, man, Tom, I, I, so I've known Tom a long time, but, man, I'm asking for lots of money. <laughs> and we're talking about all kinds of stuff because this stuff is expensive to do this, but I think it's worth it, and we're trying to find out how that works, you know? Because you have vision on one side, and then how do you implement it, and how do you pay for it, and how do you do these things? And so we're trying to get this stuff together, but we want to bring worshiping into what your children are getting to be a part of on Sundays. Um, and we're wanting to bring acts, uh, ways for them to serve in. So that's one of the things we're going to be looking at for uh, starting in next semester as well, is what are ways we can offer roots age children to serve? What mission opportunities can we give them? What does that look like? What about the ones that are in preschool? You know, How can we teach them that they can serve someone else and for no other reason than because they love Jesus. And is that going to be difficult? Yes. Is it always going to work? No. But we want to give the opportunity. We want to try to make this happen. So that's, that's a lot of what we're wanting to do. All right, one of the things that we're working on that's going to be changing soon, starting this August, who in here has ever filled out one of our information sheets that you filled out all your information, that big thing about you know who you are, who your kids are, how old they are, what your numbers are, all that stuff. You guys know those sheets? Yeah, you filled them out, right? 
you're going to start doing those once a year. Yay, we've turned into a doctor's office. Um, <laughs> here's why. Information changes, right? Phone numbers change. Email addresses get hacked. Ashley's has been hacked like three times. Um, and so you, you change this stuff. You, you, things, things change in your life. Your address changes. And we want to keep up-to-date information because that helps us to know how to best serve you, right? We can't serve you best if we don't have your up-to-date information. We can't serve your children best if we don't have their up-to-date information. So please just know that's coming. I'm trying to get you out. And somehow, I don't know if you guys are like this. So for me, I am always the one that has to fill that information out. Now, I'm not normally the one that goes to the doctor. I'm not. I go like probably a tenth of the time that Ashley does. But somehow, it is always on my turn that I, I have filled out five this year so far. Like the allergist, the dentist, the doctor. I mean, all of it is just ridiculous. But so maybe you as a father, you're going to be the one. that's going to be the one day you're dropping your kid off, and you're like, oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> but yes, in August, this is going to happen, and we're going to try to keep these up to date every year. And so there's going to be a different color every year, and we're going to try to keep up with that so that we can serve you better. So just get ready for that. Another thing we're going to start doing is we're going to start working on really focusing on doing promotion in August. Um, and so a lot of that has been based on ages before. We're going to try to stick with um, doing, for all of our next generation stuff, doing it on the school year. Um, and that way, it just helps us to do a better job of completing education for children, right? So for all age groups, we're making sure we can finish curriculum, finish some stuff, get some things done, make sure they're getting all that they can out of whatever age group they're in before we move them up. Now, this, I want you guys to know this. As far as I'm concerned, I, I'm never somebody that's hard and fast on this stuff where that is a definite rule for every case, right? There's going to be some time that a parent comes and says, hey, my child is, half, is, is in the middle here, and their best friends are one grade up. Can we move them up? Of course you can. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's silly not to be able to do that if that makes it a better environment for you as a parent and for your child, right? So, we're, I mean, you know, we're, we're always open for case-by-case talking, but we're going to try to do August promotion so that we can really help our leadership and help our curriculum and help parents know what to do for a full year, um, if that makes sense. Um, last up, all right, so this is in the general stuff, and I'm going to go through a little bit of things on our individual ministries. Um, we are doing a fundraiser, okay? And you guys are going to be able to help me out a lot in it. And so this is a different kind of fundraiser. Um, I've never been a fan of things where you just uh, do fundraising by asking people while they're inside of the church to pay for something, right, or to come and do something or things like that. Because what I've inevitably found is a lot of times what happens is people will say, well, instead of giving this amount that I normally give all the time in my tithe, I'm going to take from that and give to here. And I think that's not the best way to serve the church, right? Because this should be something that is above and beyond. So one of the things we're going to do, we're going to do a golf tournament. Woo! I don't know if you guys like to play golf. I love it. So this makes a lot of sense for me. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm selfish. Um, so we're going to do a golf tournament on May the 12th, okay? And so what's going to happen, this is going to be to fund next generation. So no matter what age your child is, this affects you. And so what we're going to be doing, this is going to be an annual thing where we're going to do a golf tournament to raise money to help support some of the over um, the, the capital expenses and, importantly, retreats that we're going to be doing um, as next generation, okay? One of the biggest questions we've had um, lately that, that really racked my brain for a little while was um, we've got some, we'll get to this, but student ministry stuff, is, is they're ramping it up. Um, Austin and Bree are incredible, and we've got some really good events coming up, but a lot of people have been like, um, I've got multiple kids in student ministry. How do I pay for that? <laughs> and that's a fair question because I'd be asking the exact same thing. And so this will help fund some of these things like our camps and our uh, Okoyashris. This is going to help fund some of the uh, uh, bigger expenditures that we're wanting to do 
for um, roots and for sprouts and for some of the equipment needs that we're going to have. This is going to fund some bigger things. So I'm really excited about it. And really, I'll be honest, uh, I just wanted to go ahead and grab the golf tournament before Cody could have it for the production team because um, that was going to be next. He was he, As soon as I said it, he was like, oh, I, I, no, it's mine. Um, and so uh, I, I'm really excited about that. So there will be more information I'm getting with uh, our, our creative team this next week, and we're going to start working on stuff to hand out and things like that. But the things I need from you guys, um, you'll see all the information, but we need sponsors, and those are corporate sponsors, right? So these are any businesses you know. Now, you get some people, some businesses to sign on to, to a sponsorship like this if you just go and knock on a bunch of doors. But you know where you get the most of them? When someone knows someone, right? When you can go to somebody you know that owns a business and say, hey, this is something for our next generation, which is all our birth through students. This is to help them do stuff like go on mission trips and buy equipment that they need for their ministry. Would you sponsor this? And they're far, far, far more likely to say yes. So we're going get, to get you guys to help out with that. Um, that's the main way that you make money on these. It's not from individuals. You mainly make money from um, businesses that will sponsor your, your golf tournament. And that's one of the other things that I like about it is it doesn't affect individuals nearly as much as it does people who own businesses that are willing to do charitable donations. So um, super excited about that. Um, sprouts, some information coming up. One of the things you've seen lately, if we've, we've talked about this, we're changing. Uh, Todd kind of threw this in at me um, shortly after getting here. And I was excited about it because I love things like this. But um, we wanted to revamp and, and relook at what baby dedication looked like and make it something that's um, more impactful on the family. And so we have changed the name of baby dedication. So anybody that sees this next name coming up, so if you see family covenant, it's baby dedication, but focused on you as a family. Okay, does that make sense? So it's the same general principle of you're making the same kind of promise that you're going to raise your children to, and disciple them and, and love them and help them, and that you're, and the church is committing back to you to help you do the same thing. But we're doing it in the, in the style of family. So it's a family covenant. Now, the other thing that changes about this a little bit is that baby dedication means that it's for who? Parents of babies, right? Family covenant is for literally anybody. So I've never, so again, because we're kind of writing this as we go, I've never done this, and uh, I, I've not had this happen. So um, at our first family covenant that's going to be on March 18th, my whole family is going to be a part of this. Um, I've got a nine-year-old, a f- almost five-year-old, and an almost one-year-old, right? And so if you are interested in being a part of this, please email nextgen at... Uh, uh, publicchurch.com, and we would love to have you be a part of this. And so um, you don't have to have an infant, but if you do have an infant, that could be great too. So um, it's kind of wide open for that. And so we're really excited about that kind of coming up. But that, in the end, that will mainly affect Sprouts Age children because after some of these families have, have, that have been like, oh, I've, I've never done that, I want to do that, then they're like me, um, we're going to have a lot of babies that will really be the, the, the probably meat of that for a long time forward. Roots. I'm going to give you guys some dates coming up, okay? So if you guys want dates, these are, these are big. We are going to do our Easter egg hunt on the 31st of March, okay? 31st of March. I know for those of you who have been here before, that's normal, the Saturday before Easter. And so the 31st of March, we're going to be here doing the Easter egg hunt. And kids camp, in case you want the dates for that, June 27 through 29, okay? So those are some dates for you guys for Roots. And again, the big things with Roots coming are going to be the big curriculum change and adding worship and all that stuff. And again, that stuff we're... We're shooting for August, and, uh, and it's going to be a lot of work to get that done for them. Um, students, okay, for those of you who have a youth-aged child, um, we'll talk about some things. First of all, if your student is going to graduate this year, we're going to do our graduation dinner on April 29th, okay? And so that'll be there. So anybody who has a, a senior in high school, a senior in college, anything like that, we're going to do our graduation dinner on the 29th. Um, then there's two big dates, okay, and then I'm going to talk about them for a minute. 
Okoye Outreach is going to be June 17th through the 21st. Now, you guys probably, because Austin and Bree are incredible, have given this information out to you guys through emails. But for you parents in here who have a child who is not in the student age and you would love to, to be able to participate somehow um, in any of these things, let me know. Um, Okoye Outreach is one of those things where there's not, a, um, on the work site, there's probably not a work for somebody that is younger than middle school. But there are other ways you can serve in Okoye Outreach even if you're not a youth, okay, if that makes sense. And so if you have a child and you're saying, hey, my child, I want, I want to do something, I want to do some service, that might be a good time for me. Let me know, and I, I'll start working on some ways that we can incorporate other aged children in serving some stuff. But that's there. Um, it, the cost for Okoe Outreach, now the cost, this is what they give us, and um, this is probably what we're going to be working on is $75. Um, so $75 a student is what uh, the Okoe Outreach um, organization charges local churches who are participating in this thing. It's a week-long missions event. Uh, we're going to be spending the night here at the church and doing some, some cool stuff like that. Meals are included in that, and that or every meal but breakfast, and so um, we're going to do some stuff like that. All right, so for those of you in here, well, let me go ahead and do this before I get in the fundraising thing again. Beach camp. Um, so this is a youth camp that we're going to go to, and it is at Panama City, well, Laguna Beach. It's close to Panama City. It is going to be July 2nd through the 6th, Okay. Um, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff for why this camp got selected. Um, there's some people going that ha- we have partnered with before, and it's partnering with two other churches. That is Grace Point Church and North Cleveland Baptist Church. When you partner for events like uh, camp, it lowers the cost exponentially because the fixed costs, like transportation, like a speaker, like a band, like um, lots of the other things, that gets split among three places instead of falling on one. So it is vastly less expensive to share these things. Um, and so I'm a big fan of doing things together, and that's kind of where this one came from. Um, I've been to this exact camp. I've helped one of these people. We did camp for a very long time together um, several years ago. Uh, we did it several years in a row. And so I, we, we've done this. I'm, I'm going to be there. Um, gosh, I think like our, our office is going to be empty the week of camp because I think we got like Cody going, Todd's going, I'm going. Um, we're going to be there doing this stuff. Austin and Bree are going to be running the show. I'm going to be there to cause problems, so that'll be great. Um, now, here's the thing. So, Beach Camp is probably going to cost somewhere in the $225 range as far as what our sticker price is going to be. Now, I'm saying sticker price for a reason, okay? Um, the golf tournament changes that a lot, okay? So, what this is going to be is that any student who helps with the golf tournament, any student that helps with um, putting it on, selling sponsorships, especially shows up to help serve lunch and do things the day of the tournament, will share in the proceeds that come from that to help offset the cost of camp for those who need it. Okay, that makes sense? We're going to get other scholarships. I've already met some people that said they're going to scholarship one person, they're going to scholarship two people. They're gonna do. So we've got people who are going to do some of that. But this is really going to be a big deal in making this affordable for families because if you're anything like my uh, family, then saying you're going to pay $450 for two kids to go to camp is not feasible, okay? That, there, that would be a really, really difficult thing for us. And so if you're anything like us, so, so please don't hear any shame coming from this. I am saying this, that's a lot of money. So if you're in there, know that we're putting these things on this particular, we're going to go all in on this golf tournament. Um, there's one that went on last year, and so this, a friend who helped me, um, I, I helped do one. And so last year there's a golf tournament that, a, uh, that Grace Point did for their student ministry. So it they don't do it for their whole next generation. They're, not, they're, they're meaner than I am. I'm nice and spread it. They do it just for their student ministry, and they make about $11,000 in profit in one day. Um, that offsets a whole lot of camp. 
And so our, our goal, we won't make that much on the first one. I doubt it, um, unless God just says, sure you will. Um, but we can make a, a, a lot of money by just putting some, some effort into a golf tournament. And that is a way to make camp affordable to everybody. Here's my rule, and I'm, I'll stick with this no matter where I am. Money should never be a reason that you can't do something. We will find a way, okay? I want to make sure you guys understand that we've got, I've got people who have been um, to, to a lot of, uh, I had Sam when she was uh, an older high schooler and her siblings um, many years ago, and we will never, 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 never let uh, money stop somebody from going on a trip. Now, this doesn't mean that we do freebies. You work for it, all right? I'm a big fan. I love it. I love when students work for their, their um, scholarships. It's a good life skill, right? And it's a great thing. So you do some things to earn this, and you'll work for it, just like I had to do when I was younger, and I was earning things for myself too. And so this is it's a good thing that, that goes this way, and then you offset what you can, okay? So when we get to this, I want you to know this. If you feel comfortable, you, you can, you know, obviously Austin and Bree are far more involved in this. If you would rather talk to me, know that you can. If you ever want to just say, here's how much I can afford, how do I do the rest? We will make that work, okay? And, so, and, and, and I want you to just be honest. Whatever that number is, we will make it work. Okay, so that's the big thing for student stuff. Um, we are moving closer and closer to um, our student gatherings to where our, our Sundays at 4 are going to have worship at all of those as well. We're moving towards some of that stuff to where that's going to be more often. We have more going on with students again. They're going to be, man, their summer schedule, it makes me jealous. They're doing a lot of fun stuff I'm excited about being a part of. I'm going to try to jump in as much as I can, but th- there's some great stuff going there. Um, so what Okoe Outreach is, it is a, uh, something that was developed. Man, the first Okoe Outreach was 15 years ago, something like that. Anyways, and so it's a local thing put on by, it used to be called the Bradley Babs Association. Now it's CrossNet. They developed it, and it's a way to help low-income hurting families in the area by uh, doing physical labor at their house. Their uh, normal work uh, sites are things like doing roofs, so uh, replacing a roof on somebody's house, um, which being as this is our first time and we are, I think, a, a, a little bit middle school heavy, we are not getting on a roof. <laughs> I've, I normally, I, Sam's been on, and Hunter, they've been on many roofs with me. Uh, that is where, yeah, it's true. That's, yeah. That's true. Um, but yeah, I've, been, I, I've done a lot of those. We will not do one of those this time. Um, I, I, anytime I've had a middle school heavy group, I've scratched that because <laughs> never. Um, I've had high schoolers that are bad enough up there. Um, but uh, the other thing that they do a lot of is, is painting, and so doing exterior painting houses. Um, and then a lot of what they'll do is building wheelchair ramps for families that need them that can't afford them. And so lots of good stuff. We'll probably be doing a paint house this time. Um, just because that is the easiest starter um, job, if that makes sense. It's tedious, and it's a lot of work. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever tried to paint the entire exterior of a house. It's a lot of work, but anyone can do it, um, and so it's something that you can, you can get through and, and all that. Um, so what happens is the way it starts out, I'll give you guys a, a typical week, and I can walk through some stu- the camp one too, but it starts on Sunday afternoon. We'll, we'll eat some pizza or something like that uh, at here and then take off and go to wherever the launch site is. So some some church will host the opening to it. Uh, you go to the opening and then uh, and it's just a little worship service and and getting everybody excited. And then you come back and you spend the night. Um, I, I love it. We always used to do where we'd spend the night at church and you'd separate uh, guys and girls in different places. We'll probably stick girls in the annex and make guys sleep. I don't know uh, on the ground outside or something. Um, no, we, we'll sleep either in the campus or uh, we we've talked about using the. The, the intern's house down here and kicking them out for a week and having fun with that. Um, but 
whatever we do. So we'll sleep in a couple different places and uh, for guys and girls and Bill spend the night. Then we'll wake up early in the morning. Usually do wake up about 6.30 or so, do breakfast, and, uh, and then you go and hit the job site. Um, and so you, you, you drive there and you, you paint until lunch, which is typically around 11.45 or so. And then they bring you lunch, you do a devotion on site, and then you get back to work. And you typically stay on site. Uh, in a paint job, you can stay on until 4 o'clock. Um, roof sites in summer, you have to get off a little earlier because the shingles start melting, and it's awful. Um, so anyway, so stay till about 4, come back and clean up, and then uh, you eat dinner wherever. There's a church that usually hosts the dinner, and they, they provide dinner for the whole team of, of that week. And so there's usually 100 to 150 total people on, on every week. And so you... Uh, you eat dinner, um, and then you come back and just have some relaxed time, hang out, um, talk, and, and do whatever your your wonderful student ministry interns decide for you to do, and then you go to bed, and then rinse and repeat uh, multiple days in a row. So you do that on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday is different because you have the closing um, ceremonies that are going to be held at the Mountain View Inn, and uh, that's where you kind of do some really cool things. They give out some funny, silly awards, and they talk about the week and with some great things that happen, and you get a little bit better meal. And then uh, that's the end of it. And then what we're looking at is a way to close off the whole week. We Again, this is just some of the things that were history for me, closing with something fun on Friday. And so this would be something like um, uh, one of the things we talked about, you know, going to maybe a, a water park or going and doing something fun just for that Friday and then coming back home. And that's the end of Okori Outreach. Um, and so what's included in that $75 is – everything that you do for the work and all your meals and, and activities except for breakfast and then anything that we did on Friday. And so the way I always, and the way I think we would budget this year is that that would be budget money and that we would do the sticker price of Vocoe Outreach is $75 and anything we add to it would be supplemented by our budget, if that makes sense. Um, so $75 is still at cost and that's kind of the schedule. Beach camp is you leave at six in the morning on, fr- on Monday morning, the 2nd. And we will be riding. I am, oh, you guys need to praise Jesus with me. Grace Point wants to rent a bus, and they are going to let us pay for just the seats we want to use. And I am so, so thankful for that because I hate driving to Florida in a 15-passenger van. So I am so excited for this. So we're going to have a bus and far safer travel and, and rested adults and all that stuff. So this is great. So anyway, so you leave on, on Monday morning. And you drive there, and it begins on uh, Monday evening. You kind of have some, some unpack time, and then you have your first, you have dinner, and you have your first little uh, gathering Monday night. And then that, uh, that goes, you have all day of activities on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Friday morning, you uh, basically wake up, eat breakfast, and leave. And so you come back on, on Friday evening, um, 2.25. Is, and that's the cost of Laguna Beach has gone up. It's just, it is what it is. Most of that, is, there's $200 in fees from Laguna Beach for us to send a person for that length of camp with that, those many, with that many meals. So the extra $25 covers T-shirt and some of the other things we do, like um, having public worship come and lead worship for us. Is that not awesome? They're going to be there leading worship. Sam Landreth is going to be the one speaking. That's incredible. This is going to be a great thing. Um, and we have, So it's going to be you know, really, really good, and it, it offsets a little bit of those extra costs that we have, um, but there's still some budget money that has to go out, even at 225 to cover those extra expenses for um, a, a camp, and so that's written in the end that Laguna Beach is still they're they're below average on what an average place charges. Um, and so you know even going somewhere, one of the places that I've been before too, I spent a lot of years going to Chaco Springs in Talladega, Talladega, Alabama. They're more expensive to stay per night than uh, Laguna Beach is, 
And so it's a little more expensive to go there. The, the, the lower cost only comes from the, the shorter drive. Um, so anyways, so that's Beach Camp and that's Okoe Outreach. And for those of you guys who have children in the Roots age, they will start looking forward to these types of things um, very soon. And that's going to be a lot of fun for you saying, no, you can't go yet. Um, and tell them they'll be old enough soon. I can say this too. One of the things we are working, um, man, seems like <laughs> Cody will answer this too, daily on is we're working on upping our safety um, and our safety team and working on really um, doing more and more and more to increase our, our safety presence uh, around here and doing more for that stuff. So um, I'm excited about that. I think that's a good way to, to be proactive. Think about it. We have some incredible people that have been working on this team and working on putting this together even before I ever um, became a part of this uh, public church. And so um, I'm excited for what they've been doing and getting to add a little bit to it. And um, that's, that's been something that we're really working on. So in case anybody ever wondered, if we do think about your children's safety, we do a whole lot. And, and, and just beat our heads against the wall to find any answer we can to make it better. So, Man, you guys are awesome. All right, so 7.29, but my watch is a little fast. So here's what we're going to do. I want us to break up in this way. We're going to kind of end with, with this tonight. Um, I would love for us just to pray for each other. So if you guys would, if you get in groups of four or, uh, or, or five, then get together and just kind of introduce yourself. If you don't know them, say, hi, here's who I am. Here's how old my kids are and, what, uh, you know, and their names. And then just take just a minute just to pray for each other's family. So I know, I, I, listen, I get it. It's awkward. You're sitting here just hating me right now for making you talk to a stranger. But you will survive, I promise. And it will be so good for you and so good for them to know you're praying for them. So maybe even target somebody you don't know, and that would be awesome because then you can make them feel uncomfortable. So I'm going to give you just a minute. Find somebody, team up a little bit, groups of four-ish and uh, four or five, and then pray, and that'll be great. And after you, so after you take a minute to get to know each other and pray, I'll, I'll get up here in a, just a couple minutes, and I'll close us in prayer. I know that many of you are praying right now, and some of you guys have not prayed yet or are closing out, but I'm going to just uh, pray over everybody real quick. If you're still praying, continue to pray. If you keep praying even after I'm done, continue to pray, and we'll, we'll slip out and talk in the lobby, but let's, let's close in prayer. Jesus, thank you so much for your love. Thank you for families. God, it's the one thing that's been around for, for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, and we are still figuring out how to do it. Help us to trust you. Help us to look to you for answers and how to be a family together and just our immediate family unit, but also how to be a part of this church family, how we can be a body together helping each other, bearing each other's burdens as families so that we can do better together. I pray, Lord, you help us each to strive to be the best fathers and mothers we can be, be the best husbands and wives we can be. And Lord, uh, let us just encourage each other in that pursuit. We love you so much, Lord. It's in your beautiful name we pray. Amen.